Welcome back, everyone. We are at UX South Africa. So we've just had lunch. I think everyone is feeling a little bit calmer. Um, you know, the, all of the hangry people are now satisfied. Yeah. Um, but it's been a good day so far. I've been hearing great things about some of the talks. I haven't heard all of them, but the ones that I have heard have been great. And so now I'm sitting here with Kayamba Kayembe Ilunga. That's it. Is that it? Okay, wonderful. But you go by KG if I'm not mistaken. That's true. That's okay, true. cool, cool, cool. So um, firstly, I'm glad to be talking, um, chatting with you. You're welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Really good to be here. Good to mm-hmm. be here at UX South Africa today. Definitely. Tell me a little bit about like what, what brought you here. Um, I mean, PwC is a big name. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting that you, you're here with us. Look, I think um, a lot of people firstly don't associate PwC with experience consulting or UX Mm. consulting at the moment. And I want to be very clear about that at the moment Mm -hmm. um, because we are, it's something that we are foring into quite strongly, right? Nice. We have mastered the traditional consulting of deal making, of tax. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got a very strong assurance business, obviously, uh, assurance being audits. And now Mm -hmm. we feel that in order for us to get real growth, and to connect with what is happening on the ground in the world, mm. there has to be some foray into experience consulting. Yeah. Right? And, and, and experience consulting is, is a funny term. And I say a funny term because no one really knows what it is yet, right? Mm-hmm. We know it is the experience, it's the human experience. But when I say no one knows what it is, and, and please, if you let me qualify that statement, is that it's different for everybody. Yeah. When you've got some teams, when they say talk about experience, they only look at the user experience, the UI piece, mm-hmm. where some teams look at the customer experience without diving mm-hmm. onto the UX or UI going into platforms. And mm-hmm. then you've got, where does behavioral sciences sit, right? Exactly. Kind of experience. So mm-hmm. how do those blocks come together? And, and I think that's what's really brought me here, right? Mm-hmm. To answer your question is to, what is the view of what experience or UX is in the current market in South Africa? Yeah. What are some of the great things being done? I mean, I saw a fantastic presentation on behavioral sciences and how it's mm-hmm. led to actual um, outputs of design and leading to material business outcomes as well. Mm-hmm. So that is part of why I'm here. Getting yeah. that piece, getting that framework, and obviously trying to start to define what that looks like for PwC. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we can't say too much at this point. Yes, um, yes, yes. But we are going to be entering the market really strongly on the experience side, mm-hmm. uh, bringing our strong consulting expertise. And obviously, as PwC, we have deep, deep knowledge in a couple of things that we do as well. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And I think it's, it's, it's really exciting to hear that, that this movement of experience design is spreading. Um, because... You know, it's easy to think in some ways that it's just another department in a company. But when you look at the result of what happens when experience design is taken into account in with a project, like take take a hospital, for example. Suddenly the result of design affects people's lives. Yeah. And I mean, the 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 breadth of which PwC actually operates, the number of places that good design can have a positive impact is mind blowing. That's it. That's it. And, and, and look, I think uh, t- it's walking away from PwC and then mm. just diving straight into your example, uh, mm. we, which is a very real one, right? You're mm. affecting people's lives. But there was a fantastic presentation here done about the, the, the dental practice itself mm. and the perception about dental practice and by, by changing lights, by changing 
the flow of the room by changing how people are received mm -hmm. completely changes the perception of the experience that the people have in there. Yes. So it's not, I think that is the big message that I believe in. And it's something that I really want to get out into the market. It's not about just the app. It's not about the website. It's mm -hmm. about how do we change the way we think to think for human beings. And, and, and yeah. please, I know it sounds like a very philosophical statement that I'm <laughs> making right now, right? Mm. But, but, but really what it's about, it's about every single thing that we do in the past, right? Mm -hmm. In big organizations, it was the biggest executive who said, this is where we go. Mm -hmm. This is what we do. And look, although it may work in some places, I, I won't say it doesn't work because I've seen where it does work mm -hmm. in some industries and in some places, obviously because of the knowledge that executive has, the experience, mm -hmm. he's happy, he's quite comfortable to guide. But what I've seen, whether it's financial services, whether it's a retailing, whether it's FMCG, is that the more humanized you make your experiences, the more you talk from the customer experience perspective, mm -hmm. the easier it is to actually, one, sell those products or sell that service, mm -hmm. and two, get the material business outcomes out of it. Now, people are always confusing. You know, well, not confusing. They're like experience. Yeah, you guys just do nice designs. You do all of that. Mm -hmm. You know, how does that help my business make money? And I think... The major thing about experience, if it's done right, mm -hmm. it's not about the output, right? And how yeah. it qualifies that the input is the research, the behavioral science that goes into it, you know, the, 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 the design hours, the output is whatever that experience is or that application is. But if experience design is done correctly, mm. no matter what the industry is, B2B or B2C, what you start to see is that you've got getting real material business outcomes. Mm -hmm. When I design, when I incorporate variable uh, science, why am I doing that? I'm doing that so that if I draw this tick like that or take this person on this journey, what happens is that there's an increase of sales or mm -hmm. an increase of services in this channel that I'm trying to create, yeah. right? And, and if that is starting to happen, if people are servicing themselves on your digital channel instead of your traditional channels, if they're purchasing products on your digital channels, if you're creating memorable experiences, mm. you should be able to start to track that in your balance sheet. Exactly. That is the power of experience. And I think not a lot of people in our industry talk about experience in that lens. They talk mm -hmm. about the output. They talk about the design. They talk about the mm -hmm. wireframe, the prototype, yes. the app. What is the material business outcome that your design, mm. your app, is actually trying to achieve? And if you look at it from that purpose, we cannot not be considering what that customer experience looks like when we're designing services, when mm -hmm. we're designing products across industry, and mm -hmm. whether it's B2B, B2C, anything at all. Yeah, no, I think you're 100% right on that. And one of the places that I always just think about, like when, I'm, when I feel like I need to get my mood up, I just sometimes imagine like, what would government services be like if they had experience design? Oof. Look, like, what could this country be? I think, I think it's a... It's, it's a mammoth, mammoth <laughs> question yes. that you're asking. True, and true, I, I, don't true, know the, true. I don't know the answer. And I'm too scared to say what the answer could be or couldn't be, right? Um, mm. But let's look at some great examples, mm. right? Let's look at some examples in Scandinavia mm. where they've actually looked at the experience of living in the Scandinavian country. Mm. What are the, the, the people? Yes, they're socialist system. Some people call it socialist. Some people call it here, but... They've actually looked at the experience that an ordinary citizen goes through every single day. And they say, mm -hmm. what are the things that we as a government can do to enhance that citizen's experience? Why? Mm -hmm. If the citizen is healthy, they're working for longer. Which means mm -hmm. they're paying more tax. Mm -hmm. If they're educated, they're able to actually earn more money. They actually yeah. look after their start family. Start businesses. Start all businesses. kinds of things. So mm -hmm. when you improve the experience of your people, um, 
all of a sudden you start to see other benefits in other places. Mm -hmm. Then you go to the extreme opposite and you look at places like Abu Dhabi who are thinking mm -hmm. about putting their identity systems on blockchain. What will that really? do for the <laughs> Exactly, right? That's crazy. Exactly, right? Look at, look at how many governments are starting to look at how do we start using blockchain in order to secure identity? Why? Mm. Because when I go into the bank, it's me. When I go into the government office, it's me. Mm -hmm. When I go to the dentist, it's me. Now, what does that do? Just taking that level of friction away. Every time, mm. fill in the form at the dentist. Oh, <laughs> now you're at the bank. Oh, who we are you? Give me your ID. Oh, and now this cop pulls you over. Think about just taking that journey of identity across a city mm. and enabling people, obviously the right people, to mm -hmm. access that information in order to service you as someone living in that city. Yeah. What is the impact of that on a smooth running company? So that again is think about experience is mm -hmm. that was the toughest part about engaging with government, identity. Mm -hmm. How do we make it easier? How do we increase the experience that our people have in their ordinary life for them to better serve our nation? Mm. It's not new, guys. <laughs> true, true. These concepts aren't new. We've, we, we, we're having conferences about it now. We're having conversations. There's textbooks out. But it's been happening for years. It's that's been true. going on. So mm -hmm. that's really what the conversation is about these days. Mm. No, that's amazing. Um, so there's one more like area of discussion that I'd like to, to just dive a little bit into. And it's kind of one of the things we do in the podcast is, you know, the, in some ways, the ethic behind this podcast that, that we always wanted to do was around the origins of different people because, you know, we speak to people, um, the way we put it is like we're exploring the creative landscape yeah. and creativity of all forms, whether it's the typicals, the musics, the, the visual arts and so on, or people who do maybe like an, you know, an actuary or a, an accountant that's taking a creative approach to their job. Yeah. And one of the reasons that we do that is, you know, there's always a story about the starving artist. Yeah, like regardless of how you're being creative, you're not going to be making money. But more and more what we're trying to do is actually get a little bit of the origin of each of the people who are actually making something out of a creative discipline. Yeah. So I'd like to hear a little bit about the origin story. Like, sure. where did you start out? Like, how did you get into this We need this a movie space? for this. We need to start with, <laughs> I think you've taken it the right way. We've spoken about the experience piece and now you're asking me, how did this guy get you? So I'm mm -hmm. taking it back, okay? Mm -hmm. Look, I think I was born in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Okay. I left when I was six years old, mm. uh, when the war broke out and everything. I then moved over to Belgium for a year. Mm. And then after that, we heard about this great country that was opening up and becoming democratic, which was South Africa, and then we moved mm -hmm. down here, right? So in Francophone countries, you're allowed to do grade one when you're six years old. That's when we okay. start grade one. I started when I was five in wow. DRC. Got to Belgium, uh, I was six, so I started again. And then got to South Africa, I had to learn English. And in, Franco in, in South Africa, we started mm. with seven, right? So I started grade mm. one again. So I've done grade one three times. <laughs> so coloring in between the lines and writing my own name, I'm You're very a professional. good at So coming to South Africa, mm. grew up in Pretoria, primary school, high school. Mm -hmm. I started university in Pretoria. And then I stopped. Um, my family ran into difficult financial situation after my mm -hmm. father had passed away. Um, and I had to go into the working force, which at the time I was upset about. I think I didn't have the opportunity that some of my peers that I grew up with in Pretoria had. Mm. I went and I started at South African Breweries. And I think every single person should aim to start their career at South African Breweries. And I know... Really? I know one year, three beer. Very <laughs> that's, a, that's always a so as, as someone that's very, you know, starting a career, getting free beer as your balance sheet a little bit. Mm -hmm. and, and I've got more friends then than I had now. I don't know why, but we'll, we'll mm -hmm. have a conversation about that another day. <laughs> so SAB, and I think, I, I, and let me qualify that statement is because what SAB taught me was that 
no matter what decision you make, no matter where it is, it will always have an impact in your own chain or mm. in somebody else's. And, yeah. and it's a, it's a, it's a dumb concept you think about. I mean, obvious, isn't it? Right? Yeah. But you'll be surprised how many leaders I've worked with who don't think like that. It's mm. about the now, it's about solving today's problem. So I think that was where I learned a bit of, okay, every time you make a decision, just take a step back and think about it a little bit because the mm. impact of making the wrong decision is a lot more than taking a longer time to actually make a decision. True. And then from, from there, I went to work for a company called Trasco Group International in Namibia. Mm. And what I was doing, obviously at SAB, Checking stock, site controller, mm. site controller supervisor, distribution supervisor. So there was a time when I was planning the beer routes in Chwane and really? delivering beer to you guys. Yeah, I was Crazy. the trucks on Zap and this is where they go. And I've all used of that. your services so, many so, times. I'm, I know, no, 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 most people have. Most people have. So, so that, that was SAB. And then I went to Trusco Group International. Very mm. random, right? And, and uh, random because I went from FMCG to insurance, tech, uh, financing, Mm. And, and it was because a, a wonderful guy, a friend of mine who I met uh, at the time, his dad had a company in Namibia and he said, look, we need somebody who doesn't mind traveling the continent, mm-hmm. who doesn't mind, you know, understands a bit of finance, understands a bit of accounting. And um, I said, yeah, sure, why not? You know, mm. time to immigrate, go work somewhere else and, and, and get a new adventure traveling the continent. Nice. So I joined him as a business development, business and product development. Mm. And again, I think what that added to my armory was, Traveling across the continent, having to sell the product, yeah. you learn how to engage with different people and different cultures. So mm. that already I unconsciously added to my backing. And mm. obviously, the senior you get, the more traveling is expected of mm-hmm. you within your, in certain jobs, the more engagement of clients and bringing in clients. So I learned that as an early skill. I learned it literally wow. my second job, right? Mm. And, That's um, amazing. I, I was, I was, so then I headed up the company called Trusco Mobile. And mm. what we were doing there is that we were busy creating micro-insurance products and we we're distributing and servicing them on mobile phones, right? USSD wow. apps. That's what we're building. We've got a couple of great products. There was an Ecolife product in Zimbabwe, Shop for Life. So yeah, after, after Trusco, um, joined Old Mutual. Mm. Um, seven wonderful years at Old Mutual. Business, business customer value proposition manager. And mm. then I headed up uh, the customer mobile solutions digital operations, and then my last role at All Mutual was head of digital and data analytics um, mm. for the SADC region. So, wow. yeah, and I was based in Namibia uh, at, at the time. Um, mm. I didn't want to be one of those execs who sits in Joburg or Cape Town and, and box orders into the rest of the continent. I mean, I looked mm. after the SADC region, which was Botswana, Eswatini, Malawi, and Namibia at the time. That's amazing. I took a year to do a master's in uh, digital business. I did my coursework last year. Um, finalizing my research paper this year mm-hmm. and um, I stumbled into a company called Wonderman Thompson uh-huh. and uh, I was a consulting director for Wonderman Thompson for about 13 months until I got asked by PwC to come and be one of the leads in the experience consulting department so I think with, with mm-hmm. my story what I realized is that you know to really survive in this economy no matter who you are no matter what your job is I mean we thought pilots, being a pilot was a great job, right? Master <laughs> pilots at December 2020, yeah. how great it was. So yeah. it's about continuous reinvention. It's about resilience. It's about not being stuck, right? I could have stopped and said, oh, I didn't get my UP degree. Stuff it. Mm. Today, I'm about to finish my second postgrad. I could have said, I'm in FMCG. Wow. What am I doing going to a company that creates micro-insurance propositions? I took the opportunity. It mm. added to my artillery of skills, of business development, 
and the opportunity on all mutual was how do you make experience felt and embedded in a corporate like all mutual is what i learned mm. and all those experiences the ups the downs the being an immigration uh, a migrant you mm. know working in different countries i think has culminated to who i am today so what is the moral of my story is that it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't mm. matter where you are it doesn't matter what happens you know, after I dropped out, I think people have predicted that I wouldn't be sitting here next to you, right? Today, yes, I'm an associate director at PwC, but what does that look like next year? What does it look like in five mm -hmm. years' time? You know, Kodak file, you know, we don't know True. what's going on. So it's the skill of the future isn't so much, yes, have the technical skill, but it's your ability to continuously reinvent yourself, to mm -hmm. stay relevant, mm -hmm. and to have that resilience to say, oh, shucks, yes, it's going great now, but I can see what's happening. It's time to hold on, put your big boy pants on mm -hmm. and keep moving. And I think that's the message I give to my teams, I give to people I talk to, mm -hmm. uh, the people that I mentor. It's not so much about, it is about the skill, but it's more about who you are and how much you're willing to do together. Amazing. Yeah. KG, it's been amazing Thank chatting you. with you. I really Thank appreciate you, it. I, I appreciate the time. Mm. Man. I mean, give me a mic and uh, yeah. a topic. That's I who think, I am, right? I think we, we, we definitely need to have like a more extended episode sometime. I would love to. Um, I would uh, love to. I'm really interested in some of the things Please, that you've shared. Do you have any contact details? I'd really yes. love LinkedIn. We connect. We have a conversation and we take a photo. Mm -hmm. Let's definitely do that. Okay. But I think in the meantime, thank you to everybody listening and have a wonderful day. Fantastic. Cheers, guys.